2: Weird things happen in the backyard of house. the Bledsoe house. This is so weird. Weird, weird. Wow. All right, welcome back. We hey. have a hey, we have a <laughs> special guest with us tonight. Um, very one of the highest requested guests on Bloods So said, so we have Amy Westmoreland from illuminating joy hi. for those who, hi, <laughs> <laughs> for those who have heard um, the most recent episode with my sister, Emily Bledsoe Holloway. And we went into this long story about her um, experience at the Monroe Institute. This is the famed Amy who was my sister's roommate. And, you know, Next thing you know, Emily's introducing me to Amy because I was like, I got to meet her. I got to meet her. (coughs) Start watching her YouTube videos. They are just so incredibly in-depth about manifestation, which I'm very excited to get into today. And um, we got a dialogue going. And next thing you know, here we are. So um, Amy, is there anything before we get into just general conversation? Is there anything that you would like to go ahead and plug for people to find you after the fact?
0: Yeah. If you want to know all things about manifesting, um, I, you can find me on Instagram where I post some manifesting stuff, but it's mostly to showcase how I live my life, kind of like a manifesting lifestyle. Um, and that's illuminating joy, same name on, on YouTube, which is where my videos are. And those are often step-by-step instructions and then if you sign up for my email list, which you can find through my Instagram profile, um, you'll actually get a free copy of my How to Manifest Money PDF, which is a technique that anyone can use right now. And you can get a result usually in about a week. Let's go. Yeah.
1: That's incredible.
2: Honestly, that that that's really cool. So I have actually been browsing through your Instagram occasionally because like I said, you know, after Emmy went to the Monroe Institute, she had shown me your content. Your Instagram is aside from all the wonderful manifestation content, your Instagram is so aesthetically pleasing.
1: Oh yeah. It is is
2: very well manicured. I really enjoy looking at it and I'm scrolling down your page. And next thing I know you're, you're just like photo after photo after photo, hanging out with all of these A-list celebrities and I'm like, Emily, you've got to introduce me to her. You've got to introduce me to her. So what I've been wanting to ask is like, at what point in your life, or, or you could say when or how, how, how did you get into manifestation officially?
0: So I was very lucky. My parents sort of knew about it when I was growing up. So it was, they didn't call it manifesting. They were like, you. if you put your mind to it, you can, you know, achieve anything you want to achieve. But the fundamentals of what they told me were basically the manifesting fundamentals. And um, they only used it for like money. They didn't use it for anything else. And so <laughs> they had all these books around, uh, like they had some Tony Robbins books, which he's sort of like into manifesting a little bit and some other things like that. And um, yeah, and I just started picking them up as a teenager and I was reading them and I'm like, why don't we apply this to other stuff? <laughs> so yeah, I started, totally. you know doing it that way. Um, But then, you know, as a teenager, I kind of got away from it for a while, got back into it in college, I tracked it in some journals. And I was like, this is really this real stuff really works. And then I just kind of like have been all in ever since.
1: So around the time you were in college, you had been experimenting with manifestation and getting Mm -hmm. results. And that's when kind of like the momentum started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was it was so weird. Like I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Like now manifesting is um, a very popular it's like more and more people are finding it. But back then I was like, I can't tell anybody what I'm doing. Like I think I'm a weirdo Uh, journal after journal. I still have them of like, I would write something that I wanted. It would happen like three or four days later or two or three weeks later, or sometimes a month later. And I would go back with my highlighter. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what, what is happening here?
1: So is that the, the, the couple of videos that I watched, I say a couple, it was probably like five, uh, (laughs) today, Mm -hmm. uh, there were these really cool, like drawing exercises that you were doing. Mm -hmm. There was also a lot of writing manifestations. Is that, is that the, the, the means of manifestation that you find to be like the most potent or is it just the one that connects with you the most?
0: There's a great question. So, the name of the game and manifesting is being able to focus on having what you want, not wanting what you want, but having it. Um, that sounds really, really simple, but it's actually trickier in some cases for some people because mm. uh, they've never thought of it that way before. So they immediately default to I want it. I don't have it. Sure. So- a lot of my writing techniques are actually to help people get clear before they do focusing. So you can you can do focusing as scripting, which is where you write it out as though you have it. Hmm. Um, that's one way. I'm a visualizer, so I will write my stuff out and then close my eyes and visualize what I've just written.
1: Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. That's, yeah. so that's really cool. Is like the mechanism
2: behind, at least in my understanding, I could be totally wrong here, but the mechanism behind behind manifestation would you say it's like belief basically is it belief yes and no this is where manifesting
0: is its own um like black hole of information (laughs) like you Uh, just go uh, into it and you're like (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yes so the way I, i was just telling a client about this the other day actually she was like is it belief or is it focus and i'm like your belief is the limitation of what you can focus on. You, hmm. you, We have a difficult time focusing beyond our beliefs.
2: Yeah, that's profound. And so your
0: beliefs are like the container. But there's a loophole, which I teach, which is how to focus outside of your belief, um, which is very simple. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go. You don't have to believe it. That's it. Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That's a it. <laughs> okay. I,
2: I saw that in, in your video. It was like one of your main yes. uh, videos on your channel about manifest. It was like how to one oh one or something like that. And I heard you say that and I was like, you know, that's really encouraging because I'm sitting here daily like doing the affirmations and doing everything I can to like force myself to believe in being positive. But if you're mm-hmm. saying you don't even have to believe it, you know, I that's really encouraging.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, because it like it relieves a lot of the pressure, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel at least speaking for myself, like when I first started trying to like, you know, manifest things and do affirmations and, and stuff like that, I almost there was like a little piece in the back of my mind that was like, I'm trying to convince myself of something. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and so knowing like, well, you don't have to believe it. that That kind of makes all of that pressure go away. Cause I yeah. kind of would get hyper-focused on that pressure at my brain would keep going back to that. Like I'm trying to convince myself of something, but that's super profound because it, you know, it, it's like, you're putting the work in either way. You don't have to believe it. That's, that's cool.
0: So can I walk you guys through something I do for most of my clients?
1: Yeah, Which, please do. Okay.
0: First of all, comparison is super helpful when you're manifesting Um, it's helpful if your mind has two ideas because then it can choose the better idea. So sometimes people, they go at it as like, I'm trying to turn this into that. And it's like, no, just see it as two different things, this and that, and then you can just pick the one you want. That's a whole different thing though. So I'm going to walk you through a comparison. So both of you just close your eyes for a second. Okay. And I want you to imagine you're flying like Superman, you know, with the arms out, over the ocean, (laughs) right? Right yeah and you're a few feet over the ocean so you can smell the salt water you can sort of feel the spray coming up a little bit just tell me how that feels both of you
2: it feels good
1: yeah (laughs) yeah. it's it's very uh it's very refreshing and like I can almost feel like a little tingle of salt in my nose
0: yeah great that is an ideal way to, to visualize to manifest now I want you to keep that that Flight going right, but now I want you to believe that you can actually fly like
2: Superman and tell me what happens.
1: The uh, I just stopped visualizing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I kind of did too. Honestly, I was like, ah, but I can't. Right? But yeah, yeah.
1: That's it.
0: That's the loophole.
1: Whoa!
2: So you're saying, if if I'm understanding, if I'm really following here, it's it's about it's not about the belief; it's about the the focus on the visualization.
0: Yeah. So, so when you want something to be consistent and stable in your life, you're going to want to have a subconscious belief for it. However, Mm -hmm. there's lots of ways to get subconscious beliefs. One is repetition. One is through an emotional imprint. Um, The other way is through experiencing it. So what there's all these different ways to approach manifesting. When you want something that when you imagine it, it's hard to believe Drop the belief, just imagine it for the joy of imagining it. It will then manifest, then you will believe it. That's another way to get Whoa. into it. And then it will could become consistent in your life. That's one one way. There's lots of ways to manifest.
2: Okay, so question, because I'm really. <laughs> this you, is so interesting. Yeah, you've, you've got me here, but you've you know, already blown just, my mind. For a skeptic listening, they're going to say, you know, you can't fly like Superman. How could you take this and apply it to something that, that, you, you absolutely
0: know. can. I just want iFly tickets to go indoor skydiving. There you go.
2: <laughs> okay, good point. Good point. <laughs> but but you know, like for for anyone out there listening, like who's who's just you know down and out, and they and they really could benefit from using this. How, how could how could they take this and apply it towards something in their life that they could actually? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Great. Like great a practical application.
0: So. If someone is down and out, what I recommend is that they fully allow themselves to be where they are. They don't need to be different. And that's the first sort of paradox. Um, We're told like we have to be different to get what we want. And that's actually not really true, but you do want a different perspective. And so the different perspective, please stop me if I'm getting way too nerdy about
1: this because like- Not possible. Not on this show. Not possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's not like you don't change you, you change your perspective. So the first perspective is I have to be different. I can't be down. I, I have mm-hmm. to be positive, right? And the second perspective is I don't have to be different. I, I can still get what I want. So it's the perspective, not you. Wow. So then you you choose that perspective of I don't have to be different. Now what do I want? I don't have to believe it. Now what do I want? This is the perfect time when someone's down and out to imagine your life the way that you want it. And no, it's not all going to manifest this week. It, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. But something will start to happen. That will give you that idea, like, I should keep going with this. Because you'll start to see something manifest, even mm-hmm. if it's a little bit of something.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. I have a, I have an interesting thought towards that experiment that you just had us do, which I'm going to tell everyone to do because it genuinely blew my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. here, here's what I think. I, I'm thinking that the reason that the disconnect happens when you, you have that thing where it's like imagine you can actually fly or imagine you can actually have a million dollars or whatever it may be you're engaging your conscious mind and it's trying to make sense of things it doesn't understand right. it, it it's like this is mystical this is this this deals with the soul this deals with your your energy your your brain your your human brain with the all the experience of the parameters of you know physics or whatever the laws of physics whatever just in the case of the flying thing as soon as you say well try to actually believe that you can fly that part kicks in and it cuts off the subconscious maybe i'm literally just blabbing out of my mouth right now but and and the subconscious is where like the magic happens, right? Am I am I right with that?
0: Yeah, and the subconscious is it, it takes your information that you give it as like your god. It, uh, you know what uh, I mean? Right. Like, like it, it's no, true it to you. It's true. Everything you tell it is true. It, it's just an absorber.
2: And just from a psychology perspective, I, you know, that's my degree of psychology. And I got really into studying the mind and like, you know, to be honest, when I was 14 years old, my dad got hypnotized to go on the Discovery Channel and I, it, it blew my mind. And as a young child, I'm like, how is this possible? How is this possible? I You know, I didn't even believe it was possible in, until witnessing it and then spending all these years trying to figure it out. And after reading books on hypnosis and, and visualization, like there's real scientific merit to the power of um, using exactly what Amy just walked us through, like using visualization while stimulating the five senses. Like there are real trials where people were sat in a chair for six weeks, like not six weeks straight, but like daily they would be tested. sit in a chair, visualize in your mind that you're doing X amount of repetitions with X weight and you're gaining muscle. And they found significant Sti- or statistically significant increases of muscle and strength compared to people who actually did exercises, people who were like a placebo control group. And then the visualization group, like they actually, their body physically changed from visualization alone over a period of time. So like there's something to this, there's something powerful to visualization. And wh- what Amy said in my experience and in my understanding is absolutely true. Or maybe it was you who said that initially, Nick, but like Visualization from the psychology perspective is shown to actually stimulate the subconscious mind. It can't distinguish if it's real or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever you imagine vividly, especially if you engage those senses, um, the subconscious mind can't distinguish if it's actually real in this external world or not. All it knows is happening.
1: Which is why when the conscious mind turns off, it breaks the, it breaks like the link. That's so crazy.
0: Yeah. And I and I want to say that athletes were using this for years before it became like mainstream. They they like Olympic athletes and um you know top athletes they've been using it forever to they they go out and they practice their sport but then they also visualize doing their routines and doing playing the game the way that they play. Like it's it's well known. Um and I do want to say just really quick back to the belief thing so it doesn't confuse people. Mm-hmm. Um, your beliefs are very important, but they—it's like your beliefs and your focus are kind of like right there, hand in hand. Either one of them can can kind of like take over, but your focus can can trump a belief if needed.
2: Mm. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. It's—it's it's almost like strength and endurance. You know, like on a, on a, on a muscle continuum, like, you know, having a certain level of strength trumps a certain level of endurance or vice versa. It's like they're, they're similar thing, but they go hand in hand, but the more you increase one, it increases the other kind of, if that makes sense at all. I'm just trying to understand it, but yeah. And and your
0: focus, the more you focus on something, the more you'll believe it. Uh-huh. And, and, and if you have a strong belief, like these are the ones we have from like childhood, those are hard harder to break out of because we have so much evidence of them, even though technically they're not any more difficult than any other belief, but because we've experienced it so much. So therefore, the belief kind of seems like it has more power over focus because it keeps pulling you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are a little, those take a little bit more time typically for the average person. But again, focus can, can trump belief, so.
2: This is honestly mind blowing, Amy, because I've I feel like I've been spinning my wheels in the mud, just trying to focus on changing my beliefs, when the whole time I've been using my focus to focus on step one. When if I'd just been, you know, um, enhancing my focus, I could have been going to step two, three, four, and five by now. Like, I, I feel like I've been focusing. I was,
1: I was literally going to say the same thing. It's like, I feel like this conversation of belief keeps coming up lately. And mm-hmm. my whole life, I thought I had a good idea of what, like, belief was. But I think what you're shining light on is that, like, focus is the important thing. Because beliefs, it's like, you know, there's, there's that classic debate of, like, what's the difference between believing something and knowing something? Or whatever which always annoyed me because i was just like but belief is good right you know (laughs) you know but now i think i'm dismantling my belief of belief and and it's actually really uh reassuring and like i almost feel like my intuition knows that this is correct yeah like focus is is the the path
0: and it's, you know, I, I did not come up with this. It's been known for many years by many people. I think um, sure. Joseph Murphy, who wrote Power of the Subconscious Mind, I don't know, like in the 30s or 40s or something, 50s, <laughs> I don't know. He he made a point, I believe it was him, that said, right you know, right your now. thoughts can impact your feelings. Your mm-hmm. feelings can, you know, impact your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Your beliefs can impact your thoughts. Your thoughts can impact your beliefs. Your, it's like everything, you can come at everything from both sides.
2: Sure, it's like a yeah. web. It's it's like it's like an yeah. entangled web, and and you pull one thread, and it's gonna wiggle the other one. Mm.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people are like, go at it through belief. Well, you can go at it through focus. Like, it, you know, it, it's it's a tunnel. You can go through either side of it. Wow. I find the average person does better when they don't try to believe it.
2: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
0: Because they typically, this is so funny. I've had like four or five different people recently be like, Amy, what I want, it doesn't seem very likely. And I'm like, (laughs) I know that's why we're manifesting it. We're focusing to manifest something that was likely.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's that's a great point. Manifesting is for the unlikely stuff. (laughs) Right. Okay. So let me ask you this. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there and I know this because believe it or not, I'm one of them, despite the fact that, you know, I see all these crazy things. I have a brain that works a certain way. And that way is, how is this possible mm-hmm. how can i understand this and wrap my head around this so and you're understanding why is it possible that human beings can do this and can focus on something and it you know for lack of better words just magically appear in their lives over time like does that make sense like how because why can we do this
0: because we're pure consciousness okay yeah so Sorry. i i operate from the Everything is consciousness, energy, if you will. Same one energy type of thing, um, but conscious energy. And so therefore, so like Monroe is a great example, the Monroe Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a bunch of different programs there. Each program, they focus on activating a different frequency for your consciousness to access different things. So in some frequencies, like brainwave frequencies, you can access um, like mediumship, right. To like being able to talk to those crossed over mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. ones. Um, you can get your, your physical energy up and you can become like able to do, um, I think they call it like psychokinesis, telekinesis type of stuff. Right. Um, and another one you can do is manifesting and another, it's like, there's all these different things your consciousness can do on different frequencies. You just like tap into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we when and you can use your focus to get into any one of those things like you can become really psychic you can become any of those things because we all have access to it you're just like by focusing you go to that level they actually call them focus levels
2: <laughs> right yeah wow. the monroe institute has these tapes that they're actually called like focus one focus two remember the story yes. i always tell about how my wife jenny i'm saying my wife jenny because you haven't met her amy Nichols, yes yes that sounds weird out of context but <laughs> my wife my wife jenny Um, the first time she ever started seeing lights with us was actually after we were initially sent the Monroe focus tapes back in like 2015, 16, she'd been listening to them and then boom, she starts having sightings. Yeah. So,
0: so her consciousness may have like expanded enough to be able to have that experience. So the reason that you can do this is because everything is the same one consciousness energy, even though it's hard for us to get that. Mm -hmm. And everything's connected. So as soon as you connect to it, like it's like a, a, super conscious, if you will, can start to bring it to you through your experiences. And, and look, I have, I started manifesting in 1993 deliberately. So I have 30 Year I was years
2: born. Here. <laughs> here I was born. That's a great year.
0: Yeah. Um, the year I got my driver's license. Uh, <laughs>
2: let's go. Hey, for what it's worth, you're doing wonderful. <laughs> yeah. you're doing Wonderful. <laughs>
0: And I can tell you that the first 10 years I manifested all of the stuff that I'm talking about now, I was like, what?
1: Like, oh, <laughs> it's right. way out there. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it feels that way. So that, that made me think of something uh, because I, I for the majority of my life, have thought the same way that you're talking about, Ryan, where you're like, I want to know how it works, though, yeah. which is which is funny because when you get into this realm of spiritual, uh, spirituality, the metaphysical, it's like hey, you're not gonna get answers. Empty buddy. your cup. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna get no no. Be humble. <laughs> exactly. And so, but, but you know, through doing this show, it's like you asked that question, but you knew what her answer was gonna be because yeah, we we yeah. talk about this on the show all the time. This this kind of stuff. So. But it's the, for the listener. No, yeah, yeah. That's I, my I feel ass. you. But the, <laughs> the interesting thing, the super interesting thing is that my brain does that sometimes too, where it's like, how but how does it work? And what you are saying, Amy, is doesn't matter how it works. You don't even have to believe it. Focus on it first. The belief will come later. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really that's like the silver lining of not believing or not knowing things. You know what I mean? That's really powerful.
2: It keeps coming to me this way. It's just the only way that I'm like able to understand it in a similar terminology, but it's like the strength endurance continuum. Like -hmm. there's studies on this scientifically about human anatomy. Like, like, okay, let's say you have a very high level of endurance. Like, let's say you can bang out like 500 pushups, but you don't bench press weights or anything that is going to, over time, translate to uh, levels of strength because they're on a continuum where they're connected to each other or vice versa. Let's say you have a very high level of strength. There's going to be some sort of carryover and endurance. Like, it's like what you were describing with the focus and belief. They're like, in, they're like entangled. And it's like you, you work on one and it enhances the other. But it, to me, it feels like, in this scenario, focus is the strength. And uh, belief is the endurance. It's like we should be focusing on the focus.
1: Uh huh. And be- I, I had a, I had another. Sorry, this is unrelated, but I, I mean, it's it's sort of related. I had another crazy thought when you were talking about the one consciousness, like us all being of the same consciousness. It, it's like mycelium. Are are you familiar yeah. with like mycelium and and how it's like this fungus that's in like most you know in a lot of forests?
0: No, the TV show
2: that's
1: yeah yeah there is there is there is yeah and so like the trees if there's like a malnourished tree it can like manifest nutrients from another node on this web and 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 it'll it'll redistribute nutrients throughout this one consciousness of trees yeah. and, and and it'll essentially manifest the things that that thing needs so the way that translates over into the like us is if we are all consciousness, you know, different little pieces, little nodes of consciousness and everything in this realm is by manifesting. We're kind of just pulling energy from different places to make that thing appear. I don't know why that's the the parallel that popped into my head, but I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I see it very clearly like that now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like as all- like above. So below. Yeah, so, yeah. I to cut you off, Amy, but it, it sounds a lot like as above, so below. Like the, you know, the the, psych, the consciousness of the plant world, the consciousness of the molecule world, the consciousness of the celestial. Body. All of these different realms of consciousness are just like reflections of each other, and we're no different. You know, it's like yeah. not not that crazy to believe that we operate similarly to mushroom consciousness.
1: Yeah.
0: So i I would like to give your audience a way to understand it without understanding it. Um, So I can teach really advanced manifesting, um, but I I also do a lot of beginner stuff because I know the best teacher is your own personal experience. You will actually understand it through experience after multiple experiences. Like it'll become more and more clear to you as you can like sort of unpack it, right? And my favorite thing to teach people is how to manifest a rainbow in the sky. You might've seen this on my Instagram.
1: Oh yeah, I I did. Yeah. I saw that. I
2: missed that one.
0: Okay. So the reason everyone's like, Amy, why rainbows? Number one, everyone likes rainbows. Number two, yes, no one's afraid of rainbows. So you don't have like a subconscious fear of a rainbow (laughs) from showing up. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: <laughs> that's a good somebody point. does somebody is afraid of rainbows <laughs> and this is not for you don't yeah. follow this advice if you're afraid of rainbows right
0: pick something else do a cup of coffee um, yeah. but the other thing is and i love rainbows because when you see one in the sky and, it, and you're manifesting one in the sky not one you see as a sticker not one you see as a photo one in the actual sky that you see because when you see it shortly after you have visualized it you will know. There's no way me, by my little lonesome self, could have made that. Like, mm. I didn't make that mm. with my hands. So garden hose ones don't count for this for this either. I mean, they're they're <laughs> really pretty and I love them, but it's like it's and they're so magnificent. So anyway, here it is. It's very simple. You close your eyes. I'm
2: doing okay, it. Just, okay. 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 Yeah, I'm just my- close
0: your eyes and imagine that you're looking at a rainbow in the sky. And then put a real smile on your face, like a real one. Like do it? Yep. <laughs> your eyes closed. You look cheesy, but do
1: they're, it. They're closed. <laughs> Keep them closed, Ryan. They are.
0: <laughs> and if you want to take it a little bit further while you're visualizing it, you can imagine taking a photo of it with your cell phone. Mm. Safely.
2: Don't I got a this. flash camera. One of the little disposable ones.
0: Now open your eyes. No, that's it. That's enough to actually manifest one.
2: I swear if I see a rainbow tomorrow, I'm calling you, Amy. (laughs) That's (laughs) where I will call you. It might be tomorrow. Say that again. I'm sorry.
0: It might be a couple of days. It might be a week. It might be tomorrow. But like what happens is that is enough. That focus, right, is enough. So when it manifests, you'll be like, holy, oh my God, I can't believe that. Mm. That was it. That's all it took. Now it's a little trickier when we have resistance when we're afraid of something. Right. And so rainbows are the more you practice something like that, the more you're like, okay, I know it works. This is how it works. I can uh, weather the bigger stuff that I'm trying to like navigate. You're navigating your mind through it is all you're doing. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, I have a, I have a question. Uh, How much does this depend on visualization from imagination?
0: So your imagination is uh, very important. However, some people don't visualize. They're not good at it. They don't like it. And so you don't need it.
1: Yeah. The reason I ask is that I have a thing called aphantasia where I can't see things in my brain. But, you know, what's funny when we did the Superman thing and you mentioned smelling it. That like brought me there. You, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't see it. But you, you said that, but right then when I did the rainbow thing, it was like nothing. I, I didn't even, you know, I can't, I couldn't even see it. And so <laughs> I, I hear a lot with manifestation about, you know, visualizing um, and, and, and yeah, that just kind of always piqued my curiosity. Like how important is that to the process?
0: It's not. So automatically your mind, your subconscious mind thinks in images and feelings. Mm-hmm. So the two main ways to get into... Um, focusing are visualizing or feeling people who can't visualize or don't do it or don't like it. They can script, they can write it out. Their mind will automatically form an image, even if they don't see it. It's like kind of like in the background.
1: Wow. It's wow. Like
2: automatic writing. kind. That's of thing. how I
1: always describe it to people.
0: Yeah. Then some people don't like writing. I don't do the writing. I don't do it for the focusing. I do it to clarify what I'm going to focus on. Um, But one of my other favorites is feeling work. And so that's where you can like be a little more meditative, right? You can have your eyes open or closed and you sort of relax and you just focus on the feelings that you want to have, like feeling gratitude for the rainbow or feeling wealthy. Those feelings also sink into the subconscious, just like a visualization would.
2: So let's say someone like, you know, me, for example, I'm really good at visualizing those kinds of things, like the colors, the smells, the sights, the sounds. So I could focus on that and that would be sufficient, you know, because it seems like there's like six different avenues here, you know, so it's like, just pick your weapon that you're best with here. So like, if I'm good at the visualization, just focus on that.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever seen that little meme, it goes around sometimes on uh, Facebook and Instagram where it's like the fish in the bowl, the monkey and like the elephant and there's a tree and it's like the classes climb the tree and they can't all climb no, the tree. Right. Yeah. Okay, this yeah. is the same in manifesting. We all have natural inclinations towards these things. If you already know yours, stay in that lane. Dabble with the other ones if you want. But if you don't know yours, then that's where you want to experiment and see cause you're going to be stronger on one or the other but you don't technically need any of them cause you're a natural manifester and you don't even have to do it deliberately. Just thinking about it is enough.
2: Right. Okay. Big question here. Um, And I, and I'm really seeking, this one's not for the listener. This one's for me. Yeah. Um, What are signs that you will see or anybody, you know, me, whoever, what are signs that you will see when something is beginning to manifest?
0: So there's two ways this plays out. The first way is you get no signs and you just get smacked in the face with the manifestation.
2: (laughs) That has happened numerous times.
0: Yeah, that I love that way because it's like, you know, just like go about my life and there it is. Okay, the other way is you start to get little bits and pieces. It can be different for each person, but typically it's related to the manifestation. Um, So a lot of people will say, you know, I'm manifesting, you know, ten thousand dollars. And then I saw two, two, two. And I'm like, that's not related to your manifestation. Right that that's nice. It's, it's a synchronicity, but it's not related. If you are manifesting $10,000 and, you know, a friend is like, I just won $10,000. That's a sign. (laughs) Okay. That's a sign like that. Something is moving around and, and like it's becoming more, you know, into your world.
2: I've, I've had more times than I can count. Many shocking, like truly like traumatic, shocking moments in my life where things have happened you know, just because of all this stuff going on, having been, you know, just our family's background and everything. And like even recent, like some pretty shocking things have happened in my personal life that I'm like, dude, come on. Like (laughs) something's, something good has to come from this. And I don't, I don't want to go into it publicly. I would be happy to tell you off air and maybe (laughs) give me some (laughs) advice there. But like, you know, I remember I asked this because um, when my sister first met you, which was, I guess it was last May or whenever that conference was. And then she was like really hype about it and was talking to me all about you. And she was telling me that one of the things you said was that sometimes when something really big or really meaningful is beginning to manifest in your life, uh, sometimes you, you can have very uncomfortable external circumstances as things are moving around. Is that true?
0: Yes. Um, you know, and there are some sides to manifesting that, you know, it's not all glitz and glam.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: sure. And so, yeah, you can have things that are removed from your life to make room. Um, I I have learned that if you want something to manifest in a way that doesn't bring harm to you or someone else, you can just be like, in a way that pleases me. So just add, in a way that pleases me to uh. all your
2: So how how would that be applicable? Like if I'm doing a visualization or whatever, would that be like in affirmations or?
0: It would be a thought. So if you're visualizing that you, we'll go back to the ten thousand dollars. You're visualizing you have the ten thousand dollars. You'd be like, oh, I love how it happened. It happens in a way that pleased me.
2: Okay, so visualize it being a good, joyful, positive thing.
0: Yeah, um, but I've had yeah, I've had a lot of weird situations where for me personally, I've never had anything so horrible happen as a man or like before a manifestation, but it's always been kind of odd. Like, I'm like, why that, <laughs> why is that happening? Like, where did that go? Or, you know, something <laughs> will break that I like. And I'm like, well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't know that was the trade. I didn't know that I, was I, the I deal. That's
0: what I had to give up yeah. for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard somebody say before that with manifestation that well, they called them angels in this scenario, but that you'll essentially be, it's like, yeah, you'll get what you want, but it's if you're not specific, it's just gonna take the path of least resistance and that might that might cause some chaos in your life, you know. And that that can
2: only be
0: resolved in focus. Okay. That and that's something like someone like me who has a lot of experience, one of the reasons I come out publicly. And talk about this is because I, I want people to learn from my mistakes.
1: Yeah. Um, and when you say it comes from focus, you mean that comes from um, focusing like very specifically and intentionally? Yes. On, okay.
0: So, so for instance, um, you know, it took me a while to figure out just to add in a way that pleases me. Because, mm. mm-hmm. you know, you remember the genie stories, like the magic wishes, the three wishes? Oh, yeah. The Genies yeah. are always tricksters, i know i've i yeah.
2: always I've always been obsessed with that archetype. like, as a little kid, I used to sit there and wish or think like what would be my three wishes? You
1: know? <laughs> everybody did, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but the genie will give you what you want, but it's but yeah,
2: you have to be very,
0: very particular, and so <laughs> the universe is not nearly as tricky as the um the genie. The genie sort of got like an attitude about it, but mm-hmm. the universe <laughs> will take you literally your subconscious will take you literally so if you're like i would like more money it is like here's a dollar
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> here's a nickel on the ground
0: <laughs> right and you're like no i wanted a thousand dollars like will you didn't even tell me that yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's a dollar fifty <laughs> be more specific okay so crap. okay so let's <laughs> say for example i'm interested in manifesting uh, Bledsoe said so going worldwide. How, how would that look (laughs) as far as visualization? Let's say (laughs) I wanted to manifest a future where the whole world is exposed to these lights and they know the truth. How would I visualize this? Mm
0: -hmm. So first of all, you're a visualizer. So I would have you visualize, um, being in that moment, a moment in that, in that reality that you're looking for. I actually
2: have recurring dreams about that, about being in crowds and people seeing the lights and me being like, I told you all (laughs) these years.
0: Well, that's great. That means your subconscious is already aware of it. So um, like already working on it in a sense. And that's not that far off. I mean, I don't think that's that far off given everything else that's happened that we've gone through.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot I haven't been able to talk about too much yet, but so,
0: so, yeah, so here's what I would do. I would close my eyes. I would visualize, okay, I'm in this um, space. Other people are seeing it. It's common knowledge. It's happening. And I would add, this is where you want to get particular, right? It's a, it's a positive experience. It's, mm-hmm. it's making things better for people. People are happier. Like instead of focusing on like it's Armageddon, right? You don't want to right, like, right. That. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and and you just add all the pieces that are important to you in that moment, as though it is happening or has happened. Mm. And you might need to repeat it. So uh, most, you know, most of the time, I'll have to repeat something. I, I would say it's less often that I get a manifestation just from doing it once, or those are things I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you often, often have to repeat it.
1: I've also heard conflicting things about like you—you you should. You should phrase things as if you already have them. But then also I've heard other things uh, that say, you know, phrase things like that's what you're trying to get. Is that is that something that's also on an individual level? It works different for different people.
0: For manifesting, I definitely recommend from the perspective of already having it is the stronger.
2: So that would be like what you said earlier about visualizing or, or experiencing the feeling of like the gratitude of having it or the, right. Like that's kind of the same thing. You know, there's something really profound about that. It's like, you know, assuming this is a metaphor, I, you know, I don't necessarily believe every story from the Bible, literally, but I think there's profound wisdom, you know, nuggets of wisdom there. And it's like the story where Moses speaks to the burning bush and he says, what's your name? So I'm going to tell the people. And God says, I am, I am who I am. And uh, to me there, you know, something profound about that. It's like, we're all God, right? If all this Gnostic stuff, if all this consciousness stuff is true, we're all God. Mm-hmm. So that's who we all are. We all are, I am who I am. And to me, that's the power of manifestation. It's like, no, I don't want to be that. I am that. because mm. I'm a godlike being, and I have the power to manifest that into my reality. Right? yeah, and
0: I'm, I actually use that all the time. um, I am I am that I am, yeah. right. I'm like, I am that, I am. So I'll look at something like i'll I'll be like, I am that. I am like, is it, it lets me know I'm the same one thing as it. So I'm connected Mm -hmm. to it. Um, I love that. I I cannot remember her name uh, or I can't, I do remember her name. I don't remember how to pronounce it. Anita and Moriani or something like that. She's the woman who she died and she came back to life. She wrote a book like living to die or something like dying to live. Anyway, she's really well-known. Um, (laughs) she died for several minutes, I believe. Um, and she was like given a choice to come back or something of that nature. She came back and she had like full organ failure and she like completely recovered and has been living happily ever after, um, for years. Right. So she describes it as like your hand. Um, so she's like, we're all these different people and we, we all have different personalities. What we don't see is that we're all connected. Mm -hmm. We're all the same one energy. That's that one consciousness. We've, but we're not here to have that experience of being one. We have that over there. We're here to have the individual experience.
2: Right.
1: Wow. That's so uh, profound.
2: Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. It makes absolute total sense to me. You know, ancient Hindus have or, or you know, Hindus since ancient times have been talking about this well beyond recorded you know, their recorded history of five thousand years and they called this Indra's net. It was the concept that, you know, if you look at a spider web or a net and every intersecting node of that net has a has a drop of dew on it. And mm. the morning sun shining on the dew is going to reflect that light into every piece of dew. Well me and you are the dew, dude. We're the different <laughs> we're the different. dude D-E-W-D. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're,
2: we're, we're the dew. But um you know, so we we're here at 45 minutes. And I wanted to shift gears here for a little bit before we just beat you to death. About I know you talk about this over and <laughs> over and over. I don't want to, you know, I know you talk about this so much, so I wanted to shift gears if that's okay with you. Yeah. Are you willing to expound upon any of your experiences at the Monroe Institute? When my family oh, was absolutely, there?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I wish more people knew about
2: Monroe.
1: Um, Me too. They will. They will.
2: <laughs> well, Hey, I will say, uh, my dad has a book coming out in like very soon, like mm. 21 or two days from now, March 1st. Cool. Yeah. And, um, that whole, that, that weekend, like when you were there and everything, uh, that's the last chapter. So that that'll be in dad's book. But we, can, we you, really-
0: can you just tell? Cause like my people, my audience doesn't know that I went to that. Like, cause I don't know. I, what's really funny is I don't actually know how I ended up there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoa i just showed up
0: no no what i like there? i know how i got there but i was like the one person who wasn't part of the community and i was like hello that's why that's why i
2: was curious because like no disrespect but my sister's telling me all about you and like you know this this event was created for my family and that's that's why i was like wow you gotta introduce me to amy she must be somebody really really cool but that's yeah. manifestation right
0: you, well yeah you manifested so- that yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it was, like, really funny, because, like, when the guy called me to invite me, the guy who put it together, um, you know, I had met him at a program at Monroe, at Monroe earlier, um, a few years before, and he just remembered and thought, oh, you'd be a great addition, and I was like, wait, what is it about? Like, me? Like, I mean, like, I'm into all this stuff, but, like, I, I, it's like in my head, like, I don't like communicate with people about it. It's not like a thing, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I was like, why, why would you want me to be there? And he's like, well, I think it'd be great. I was like, well, I must (laughs) must be supposed to be there. So I'll go. Right. And then, and then he called and he's like, you're going to be Emily's roommate. And I was like, who's Emily? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And she's obviously, she's amazing. So yeah. What did you want to know about? um,
1: Well, just like well, first, what? when was the first time you went to Monroe, and, and how did you find out about it?
0: Okay, I have a really, this is a cool story. Okay. My parents were into manifesting when I was a teenager. We lived in the Chicago area. Cool. The Monroe Institute is um, outside of really Charlottesville in Virginia.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. right.
0: So um, my dad was into out-of-body experiences, and he had Bob's books, Bob Monroe's books, and I read them. And as a teenager, and then I got another book uh, by a different guy, Bill Buhlman. And when I was in college and I was determined to have an out-of-body experience, mm. read this book. This is a perfect example also of the different focusing techniques or read this book. Like it was my Bible. I did everything he said in it. I would lay on the floor every day at the same time and meditate. And I was expected to shoot out of my body. Never <laughs>
2: <happened>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I was like, I must be doing it wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Flash forward like many years, my dad passed away in 2017, and I was going through his stuff and I found Bob's books.
2: Mm, okay,
0: now I had moved to Richmond, Virginia in the meantime.
2: Wow, mm, come, okay. on come, come on now, come on now. Obviously, unrelated, like you didn't live there totally, for that, I'm, I'm totally. Right. And
0: I'd right. been in Virginia for years over 10 years, so wow. i Books and I'm like, oh, there wasn't the internet when I read these. I wonder if there's anything <laughs> online.
2: <laughs>
0: so I go online and there's the Monroe Institute. Wow. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Where is it? And I'm like, an hour and a half from my house. Like, what?
1: Yeah, that's too. Come hard. on now.
0: Right. And what's even crazier is that guy Bill was hosting an out of body retreat no at the monroe institute i'm like come on <laughs> i'm gonna ask that guy why it didn't work
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what i do wrong bill what, no, what's the oh secret <laughs> that's amazing so
0: i go they tell me his program is full i'm like oh no ma'am
1: <laughs> not for me <laughs>
0: no you do not understand i am going to be in this program so I drove home. I went out there to visit. They had like an open house. It was really nice. They showed you around. You get to see the check units and everything. It was really cool. And that's when they told me the whole year was full for his programs. I was like, wow. no. By the time I got home, I was an hour and a half later. I'm like, they're going to have a spot for me. And I went online and there was a spot open and I booked it.
1: Come oh my on God. Now. Come on now. And it was that's for- just too much.
0: It's too much, right? This was in January, it was for May. So I go in May and here's a great example. I get there and they had us do a bunch of different meditations with different styles of how to get out of your body. And I only knew the one from the book, Mm. but since he'd written the book, there were all these other styles that had come about and I was really naturally acclimated to a different style and I was out of my body in no time.
1: No way.
0: I was I'm a more of a kinesthetic one where I try I like get my um not my physical body but I can get my energy body to move and I can get out. Whereas I was trying to do like, you know, the dead man's pose before. Yeah, know.
2: that's that's kind of my vibe. It's like be as still as possible. Kind of like I imagine being like Osiris in a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
1: it's just like, like, why isn't this information more oh my god, right? <laughs> like why isn't this information more accessible? I didn't know there were like multiple ways of, of no, we'll that I didn't either. So I, I mean, I knew
2: about, you know, there's certain herbs like blue lotus, but that's cool. So you're saying there's different meditative techniques that are taught at Monroe about how to have an astral body experience.
0: Yes. And we cool. do, we would do like a couple of meditations for each one. And we did the one that didn't work for me, which I've still never gotten that way to work for me. I'm just not acclimated that way. And then there's other ways that I was like, oh, I'm feeling something right away. And I can also get out through lucid dreams, which I started to have when I, I started going there. Um and that was it. I was like hooked. I think I've been to like nine programs there now. Wow. That's
1: incredible. That's, you know,
2: honestly, from what I was just told two weeks ago, that event that you were at, and my sister and my dad and whoever else was there, um Jim Carrey was invited.
0: Oh really? I you know what, it's been like so many times oh. I was supposed to have met that guy.
1: Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Multiple times I've I've like cro- uh, missed crossing paths with him. Yes. Well, oh, if you
2: bad. meet him, tell him I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole episode about Jim Carrey, but seriously, um, yeah, that's crazy. So like, I was actually invited that weekend, mm-hmm. and I chose not to go. Um, there were some things going on privately in my family where I was basically very staunch to my dad. Like I will not get involved with anything where I'm going to have to sign like an NDA where I'm barred from speaking about this um, experience publicly. Like if I'm going to go to Monroe Institute, I want you and Emily to go figure it out, meet the people, see if they're nice. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know them, you know, it was just an invite and they went, they had this wonderful experience and I'm like, Dang, I wish I went. <laughs> I wish I went. So, um, I'm talking to one of the uh, chair members or board members or whatever you want to call it and, and trying to go. He, he wants me to go. So, you know, I would definitely recommend you. For if, if they have some sort of event in the future, I'll definitely say, hey, I really like Amy. Get her on the list. Oh,
0: thank you. I mean, I'm already invited, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to
1: say, hold up. No, she's going to put in a word well, for you. She's that's been not like- what I'm
2: saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, not, I'm saying no when kidding. I be there, I want to say I want her there too.
1: Oh, I got you. I'm not, it's you. not
2: like that. I'm saying, like, I'd like to meet you. And- you got to get a kumbaya that, going. Yeah. Well,
0: we're not that far apart. I'm just up at the road in Virginia, but that's true. Yeah. Like yeah. um, no, like, yeah, that event was so interesting. Um, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say about it other than it happens.
2: What's well, in dad's book. So I'm pretty sure you're allowed to speak openly about okay. it. And, and I think Monroe appreciates the advertising. Yeah, you know? no, it
0: was, it was great. Um, we did like a night watch every night, which is really cool. And I think I mentioned it. we, we did see something really cool um, that we, document, not me, I just laid there like really the best nice guy, yeah. some other people right. <laughs> documented it. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really appreciated it. But my other experiences at Monroe have been great. Each program is slightly different. Um, I get something amazing out of it every time. And I will say this, and I'm not the only person I've run across that says this. Um, a lot of participants I've met say, something big manifests in their life that they want after going to a Monroe program or while they're there. And I've had really probably four really big manifestations while I was at a program there because your energy go. is really high.
2: I've got to go. So um I can't go into too many details about this at the moment. Um Anyway, I, let me just say that Very recently at my house, one of the directors, like I was just telling you a few minutes ago, one of the directors, one of the board members of Monroe was at my dad's house and we were talking. And he he was like, yeah, I would love to get you there. And um, sent me some of the frequencies, like what we had discussed in Emily's episode, like the ones you did the same night y'all were all meditating together, if you recall. Mm -hmm. And um, he sent us those frequencies. I'm out of town for a week staying with my mom and dad. And I'm like, God, the one time I'm obsessive about when I leave town, I take my uh, my Apple AirPods. And this one time, I swear to God, this is how I know something weird manifested here. Because I had the very slight subconscious urge like, I don't need them. Never have that. I always bring them. I don't need them. I left them home. Then I get there. Then That day, the, the Monroe guy uh, gives us these new frequencies. So I'm the only one around without headphones. And like my oh. wife... <laughs> and my sister listened to these new frequencies that night. They had an identical dream. I'm talking like to the detail, like every bit of the dream was identical. They didn't discuss any of these things. They just, they just separately had an identical dream. I didn't listen to the frequencies cause I forgot my headphones, but that night I had a dream. I was at Monroe and I've never been there, so it was just some dream version. Like, I don't know what it really looks like. And I'm sitting in a lecture hall-type classroom, and there's people all around me. I'm looking to my left. I'm looking to my right. There's an instructor in front of us. And in my dream, even, it's very vivid. I'm like, you know, I'm not listening to the frequencies, but I'm like, I've heard these. I know it's real. You know, I'm I'm looking around, and I'm witnessing everyone else listen to them. And they're all just weeping, and they're having these breakthroughs of consciousness where they're, like, being... I don't know how to explain it, but it was like so vivid for me. It was such a very bizarre feeling to me. Like there's something to these frequencies. And then I wake up the next morning and Jenny's like, me and Emily had the same dream. So (laughs) that's been two weeks, two weeks ago. Since then, I have listened to these frequencies maybe like six or seven times. Like every few days, I'll pop them on 40 minutes. One
0: from the event that I met your sister
2: uh-huh yeah okay. i got I got my hands on them
0: they're they're high level I mean they're, they're like they take you high,
2: yes, they do and I've <laughs> left my body a few times i've there's been some times where like nothing weird happens, but I'll get very um very like unique, let's just say unique um emotions or thoughts or feelings will come to the surface or like um different different perspectives will come to the surface and it'll be like. You know, I'm thinking it's five minutes and then it's over, and I'm like, oh my god, it's been 40 minutes. And you just you just kind of like whoa, you snap out of it. You know what I mean? And it's like time is a big thing. Go on. Yes, I every time, every single time I've I've lost time, like like you're definitely in an altered trance state. Mm. But about half the times I've done these frequencies, I feel these very strange perceptions, like if you can imagine that your consciousness is anchored to your eyes and you're looking around and everything you see is with your eyes while listening to these frequencies. And I have the Mindfold too. My wife bought me some on um, Amazon. They're really cheap, like 7 bucks or something. And half the times I've been listening to these frequencies, even though my, my eyes are open, they're in the Mindfold, but it's like pitch black, I feel like my consciousness leaves that anchor from being behind my eyes. And like you know, for those who can see the camera, it's like this. It's like... <laughs> just like zooming and it's like, boom, I'm out of my body. And I just can see things so vividly, but my physical eyes are still seeing the pitch black of the mindfold. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and like, sometimes I get flashes or perceptions of living other lives or, or other people. Like I'm seeing them.
0: Yeah. Like literally there's so many frequencies of consciousness. I don't, I mean, who knows how many there are and we can be attuned to them for our brain frequencies the signals, the, um, what, I don't know, music, whatever they call it, it works to bring us in these different states. That Those, the ones you're talking about, those can take you like really expanded and you can have <laughs> a lot of different experiences. Um, I'm not surprised you're having all those experiences.
1: I am. I've, I've never <laughs> listened to them for an extended period of time, but um, when I have heard them or listened to them briefly, it, it's like... The instant they turn on, I feel like light and Mm -hmm. almost like I'm starting to float. And like, I'm not even kidding. Like the vibrations that I feel internally are very intense. Like With
2: headphones, it's even more intense.
1: Oh, well, I'm talking about with headphones. Oh, okay. Because when
2: you were at my house last weekend, I played it out loud on my phone. And even without headphones, you looked at me and you're like, what is that? I've, and you were you were like no, I knew I knew exa- I knew exactly
1: what it was. I was like, yeah. you're gonna have to turn that off if we're gonna yeah. record an episode in a minute." <laughs> yeah, you were, you were shook
2: when I played <laughs> it, even without headphones.
1: It, it it's weird, and and again, I don't like I won't see anything, but the feelings and the the you you described it really well earlier. When uh, for people who like can't see things, they feel things, mm-hmm. and, and like it's almost like I feel like scenarios like like made up scenarios I can Mm -hmm. I I feel them in like you know fantasy stories it's it's really weird but my thoughts are extremely vivid and my emotions are extremely vivid even if I'm not seeing anything and those tapes turn that on like a light switch Mm -hmm. like it's bizarre i i have yet to oh and also uh my wife uh she made a mindfold. she (laughs) she has uh, she has like some of those safety goggles for like whenever she's using power tools and stuff she's an artist uh and she just put like black felt all the way around it and like taped it up and everything so i like have those on and i mean literally like three to five minutes or something and i'm like i can't do this anymore (laughs) like i feel like i'm you know I don't know it's it's a it's a very bizarre feeling and I don't know that I'm quite warmed up to it yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is a thing that happens at the programs. Um I think she mentioned it at and your when she was on the podcast. Um mm-hmm. they slowly gradually work you up through the week but with different frequencies. Cause it's it's yeah. hard to like, hit the ground running from like daily routine to like these higher states of consciousness. They're not really higher. There's more expanded and yeah. um so you may just be <laughs> You just maybe jumping high. Yeah. <laughs> so what you do is like do it after you've woken up, um, after you've been asleep and your mind's a little more slower. I would try it then.
2: I have some of those lighter ones, like that you're talking about, Amy. Like maybe that's what we should do, Nick. Because I should send you some of the yeah. lower level ones to phase you into it. Because I, I think I'm to gonna need that. Right in the deep end. Yeah, I yeah. got them. No problem. <laughs> I
1: I'll think I might deep. need to to gradually yeah. step my way up.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're on, you're on there's one. There's one level they have. Um, it's focus twenty seven, I think. And the first time I went to it, I loved it so much that when I came home from that retreat, it was a different one. I listened to it like every day for a week, and and I, Ooh. I remember being like, I don't remember what I did five seconds ago the whole week.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Emily Emily described the very same <laughs> sensation when she came home from Monroe for a while. She was like, I don't even know what's real anymore. Yeah,
1: like, I, yeah, and, she,
2: and, she, and, it's, and it's like it's not like you know the sense of going crazy, but it's the sense of having such expanded experiences at Monroe. That you come home and you're like going to work, mm. going to lunch with your friends, all this mundane crap that's like, dude, a week ago I am at Monroe and we're flying through the universe out of our body. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's what's even real? Is any of this real? You know, like I, I guess you, that happens.
1: Amy, do you are you typically like pretty grounded uh, with, with like your your astral self or like your spiritual self? Like, do you typically feel pretty grounded?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm very practical, very logical, which is I think what made me such a good person to really get into manifesting Mm -hmm. because I can have the experiences. I'm open to it, but I can also take it and figure it out and teach it to
1: people. Yeah, I love that. I
2: I see myself that way. Like I I, I am open to these expanded experiences, but then the logical brain is like, oh, that's how it works. And then I turn around and I just try to explain it to other people. Well,
1: Ryan, how about you? Do you
2: usually feel pretty grounded or like... Do well, you... I, I know I am because, you know, the, the experiences that I've been having my whole life have been on the visible the you know, the visible spectrum mm-hmm. and have had so many hundreds of witnesses with me. I'm like, I know this shit's real.
1: Oh, no, no, no. That's that's not necessarily what I mean. I mean, like on a day to day basis, do you have any trouble? cuz you know there are moments in life where we have to like use our monkey brains y- you know what i mean where okay. you have to do the minutiae, the the day to day stuff no
2: i have a very hard time functioning uh, functioning okay. as as a as a normal like i could tell you right now i'm i'm not the kind of individual that functions very well in a typical 9 to 5 yeah and, and, you know there's so much other stuff on my mind and then this stuff is like so mundane, so boring. It's just so little and so meaningless to me, but it's like, I got bills.
0: Can I, I I just want to say that the experiences that your family had and you had, and you were younger, I'm not surprised. I mean, you, you, you had experiences. Some people want to have their whole life, Mm Yeah. you know? And, and so, so for me, like when I learned manifesting younger, it always gave me this different edge. Mm Mm-hmm going into everything. Like I'm really practical and grounded. Like I can, I can nine to five at like nobody's business, <laughs> but, and I'm really good at it, but like, it, it gave me a different perspective. So I'm not surprised with that with you because you just had access to something the majority of people don't have access to yet.
2: And then take that and then make it, you know, uh, sometimes daily or or weekly or monthly occurrence. And like still to this day, you know, started when I'm 13. Now I'm going on 30 here in the next Six months, and it's still happening. It's never stopped. It's actually ramping up in intensity, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm I'm not cut out for nine to five world. I just I can't <laughs> like, and it's not it's not a it's not a like, it's not an arrogance thing. It's like I can't function. No, I, I, I can't yeah. function. I, I doing yeah,
1: I understand what you mean. It's it's like you, you, how am I supposed to focus on any of this stuff here when I'm like, I'm already. I'm I'm seeing the world as a consciousness matrix and not a, a hardcore, you know, reality. It's like it, it's hard for me to reconcile sometimes. Visibly. Right. Not to
2: mention like vis like Amy, you saw it, right? Saw what? At Man and at Monroe, like you saw the lights. Oh you know
0: what is hilarious? Is I was the first person that saw it and I I was like Oh, that's probably nothing, and I didn't tell
1: anybody. That's always how it <laughs> is. And then, I, I like, that's
0: probably
2: not it. And then, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm
0: like, "Well, that I've been
2: looking at that for ten minutes." <laughs> like, yeah, I saw it. It's like I meet a lot of people who, you know, just through being a podcaster, be, through being interested in this world, and you meet a lot of people who are into conspiracies, and they're like, "I know too much, man. The yeah. government's taking advantage." That you know, it's like I know more than others. I blah blah blah. It's like you know, that's fine, but like. I am seeing things Mm -hmm. that are incomprehensible. It's like, think of the character. Think of the character from any H.P. Lovecraft novel who's seeing these unfathomable horrors beyond the veil and they're like driven mad. That's me, but it's like I'm not driven mad. It's a positive experience and they're not unfathomable horrors, but I'm like (laughs) driven mad with like trying to show it to people Mm -hmm. like you see what I'm saying? Like that's that's really me. That's really who I am.
0: The way that get the, get to get them to see it is to like. Oh, let me rephrase. The way I would do it, I'm sure there's lots of ways. Um, would be to see it as like a spectrum. You can see a range on the spectrum the average person doesn't have access to yet. So you would want to find a way to about that. expand their spectrum. They'll immediately see it if they can see that spectrum.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's makes it's sense. it's. Goes back to like the frequency things. Different yeah. pieces of consciousness operate on different wavelengths, different frequency levels, and and if you can get somebody to expand to accommodate for that frequency, they'll see it. Yeah, yeah.
0: they'll see it without trying.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and and it would make sense why you know think about it like with your dad. You know, y- your dad has been seeing these these lights for what seventeen years, sixteen, 16 years. And, and now it's at a point where he is so he's beyond focus and he is in belief that has been, you know, (laughs) projected on him. It's kind of been forced on him because they're appearing every day. He sees them. He doesn't have to try to focus. They're, they're there. And, and that has raised his vibration. It's raised his spectrum of frequency. And I think, uh, do you think Amy, that when you get around people that your energy could, feed off of theirs and and potentially expand yours even to a certain degree
0: i absolutely believe that i think you know because i was there with your dad first of all your dad is one of the kindest most genuine human beings i've ever met like he's just amazing um and he like that's he's the difference between believing and knowing he's like belief who needs belief (laughs) Like what are you talking about it's right right there just
2: look (laughs) (laughs)
0: He had an energy about him that was very calm, kind, patient, and he would go out every night with us to the night watch and he would just be like, they'll come, just open up your heart, open up your mind. Mm -hmm. And all these other people were talking about, what about this? What about that? You know, people have questions and stuff. and, And he was just, he was very grounded in it. Yeah. And his energy, I could possibly, in my guess, be why we got to have that experience. Yeah, I've been out there many times. i have never seen anything like that there before.
2: Well, according to the people at Monroe, it was their first ever official sighting, and they've had tons of people come to do the whole CE five contact protocol, and nothing. Yeah, you know, so like and we had
0: everything. We had the, we had uh, not me again. I was right, just like, right. a random tag along who sat out there <laughs> in the grass with everybody. No,
2: but it, it wasn't really random. Right. I know that. Yeah. Right. I mean here but, we are today, you know. Yeah, here we are.
0: We but they had the 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 team that had the cameras and all the equipment. I was impressed. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like National Geographic." <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> they had uh they had uh like these random sensors, uh, like random yeah. generated sensors or something set up around the perimeter of the property that was like, I don't know, dad explained it. I don't know the technicality random of it, but random number generators, yeah. Random number generators and they were like getting trips on these sensors when these things were appearing. Like they got real data. data.
0: Yeah. We had several layers of research going on from, mm-hmm. I think a couple of different teams. It was pretty cool. That's the tactical side of that. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I saw them set it up every night and, and then they would show us the next day. They're all excited. And I'm like, what are we looking at? Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, <laughs> is all this? Like, what is all this? <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. So that'll be in the last chapter of dad's book. Can't wait. Um, Amy, we're at over an hour. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Is, is there anything else that you feel like you need to get off your chest? Anything that you feel like you missed?
0: No, but I do want to put it out there for people who, you know, might be new to manifesting and and you know that you want something better for you in your life. I want you to know it's possible. And I've, you know, like I said, I've got 30 years of personal experience. I've been a coach in manifesting for 21 years. So I just want to be like, A realistic, you know, this can work. It will work if you really put your mind to it. Um, It is not overnight a lot of times. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that a lot of people who are new to it don't get. You know, they're like, oh, this is going to change my life overnight. It might not. It might take a little bit of time to gain some momentum with it. But stick with it. Please stick with it. It, it, Once you get like over the like, oh, I figured it out. Play with rainbows. Then (laughs) you you start to really like get the bigger stuff that you're looking for.
1: Yeah, I feel like, uh, so I just recently watched this documentary called Stutz. Have you heard of it? it, it so it's this, Jonah Hill made it, and it's about Jonah Hill's uh, therapist. And he has a very unorthodox, what would be considered unorthodox, approach to therapy and counseling, um, which involves actual like tools and practices and things that you can do to achieve the things that you want in your life. A lot of them are actually there's a lot of overlap with manifestation. I kind of see you in the same way because, you know, through I've been hearing about and researching and learning about manifestation for maybe two or three years now, but in this one hour long conversation, you have put things into a completely different perspective that it's just like it, it seems so simple and easy and it just clicks and makes perfect sense. And it's the same it's it's kind of the same thing that that very profound documentary did. So I think your your insight into this particular subject is like invaluable. You you obviously you obviously have like a a very solid grasp of what you're talking about and you know how to get it across. And I'm trying
0: to make it simple because. It's a simple concept, but when you put the person in it and the person's emotional and they have like old programming, it can be a little hard. It's not, it's not impossible. You can navigate out of it and, or navigate through it, but it's. Mm-hmm. I just want people to know like, this is amazing. It'll change your life, but be patient and kind and gentle with yourself in the process. Cause it's, it's you know, we're all starting from different places and, and it depends on what you want. And I just want to be really realistic with people.
1: Yeah. And, and people won't get anywhere being hard on themselves. Right. So yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: I love that. So for anybody, just in case you, you never know, somebody could have skipped to the middle and, and you know, not heard your plug in the beginning. So oh. one, one more time, where wherever you want people to find you or go, um, if you wouldn't mind mentioning those again, here at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. If you want to see my manifesting videos where I walk through how to do it, lots of tips, tutorials, i have a youtube channel it's illuminating joy and then um i also have the same name on instagram that's where i post more about my life what i manifest fun stuff like that and all my rainbows and then
1: <laughs>
0: go to my link tree and in my instagram profile um, and subscribe to my email you'll get a free pdf of how to manifest money and it's a way that anyone can do it's a there's lots of different techniques in manifesting this is an easy one um you can track it and it's it's really good i would definitely I would definitely play with
2: that one too. Awesome, Amy. I feel like this has been th- to me. This is one of my. This is what I set out to do, because the whole reason that personally, you know, my crew has all different reasons for doing this. It's fun. It's insightful. It's informational. But to me, what really matters is we're teaching people how to. Take these spiritual nuggets of wisdom and like apply it into their life. And I feel like this was one of those episodes Mm -hmm. that I will always recommend to people. Now I can say I have an expert manifester on our show. If you want to learn about manifestation, watch this episode. I'm very happy, very grateful about that. I feel like we just checked off a major thing on our list here. So thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, can't
1: can't thank you enough thank you that thank was you so me. incredible and we would love to have you on again sometime cuz i feel like we just kind of scratched the surface and we oh. can get we could get so deep <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know
0: Barely. Yeah. Yeah. we, we <laughs> yeah. got
1: to do this again. This was too much fun. I oh, love to. Yeah, this is one of the most interesting conversations that I've had in a minute. This is this has been amazing. I, I feel
2: like I've really, really learned, and it's like it's crazy because it's not like the stuff you're saying isn't out there. That's not what's so mind blowing. It's just because of who you are and the proof that you have done these things and have proven time and time again. I mean, just looking at your Instagram and seeing all, all your posts, and I'm like. I've got to have her on. Like yeah. this is, you know, who who just goes and meets all these celebrities just for just for fun. You know, just funsies. <laughs> you know,
0: okay. I, this is my practical grounded side where I'm like, um, you know, when people are like, "Oh, you can't do that," I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm going to go do it." Twice and take twice. <laughs> Like I love when people challenge me. I'm like, okay, screw you. I'm gonna go do it twice. Then. And I'm incredible. Gonna go on my Instagram.
2: <laughs> yeah. y'all. Seriously, she's plugged it twice now. Illuminating joy. Check out her Instagram. It's, you it's got pretty, to. It's, it's pretty mind blowing. But um, do it. Thank you, Amy. We have a tradition on the show where we all say bye guys together. Okay. So on the count of three, and then hang on, we're gonna end the recording, and then we'll actually really say goodbye. So on the count of three, <laughs> we're gonna say bye guys. One, two, three. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Bye,